0: This is a podcast I don't want to do. I don't like doing it. At first I thought, oh wow, it's going to be investigative. It's going to be interesting. No, it made me sick. I don't know how to tell you how many times I had to take a break, let my stomach settle from everything I had to read and research to find all this information. What we're looking at here is the case of Rodney Loveman. He was a pastor of the Open Arms Outreach Ministries. And this is the worst part right there. A pastor. Supposed to be leading people towards the good of God. Whether you believe in the Lord or not. I will always say Christians always aim towards being good to others. And doing right moral things. And then you get some crazy kooks out there. And when you talk about crazy kooks. This man takes the cake. I want to add that. I've done a ton of research, way more than I should have. I spent my entire day off, the one day I had off, calling, trying to get quotes, trying to find information on what I could just to give it to you guys. Luckily, I reached out to the Sheriff's Department, and I was able to find the arrest reports. It was not easy reading through it, because A... If you've ever been given a ticket, you know, it just looks like garbage. But then there's three individual arrest reports. I assume that is for each person who made their issues known, I guess is the easy way to say it, about what happened. Because I don't like saying it. I really don't. Counts, there's 115. 115 counts. Now, I'm not talking about adults, I'm talking about underage people one of them that's four four years old what a sick piece of is it fine to say Scheisen? Scheisen, german you know what it means and this happened over the course of years years mind you it wasn't just a little brief instance they were tortured for years in his sick little world for the period from 2000-2015 and it's hard digesting it, it really is, because you're looking at this and saying, this happened in my town, in my community, and we let it happen. This is like, you take Weinstein and Epstein, put them together, roll them up with a turd, and that's about what you have. I'm not going to say what information I think I have on a piece of this. I was looking at the DCI codes, and I didn't like the result. Because of what it implicates. And so I'm going to leave it alone because I don't know if even the information I'm pulling from the internet about these codes is completely accurate. But if it is, it's really bad. So I'm going to leave that part alone. Just saying. But we're going to start back from where I can. The investigation was initiated by Detective Amanda Boyd. And I praise her for her service. And what she did in this case, uh, I believe she's done similar cases as well. And investigation started October, January 16th. He was arrested without incident. Unfortunately, when I spoke with the sheriff's department, they could not give out a whole lot of details because the investigation and the prosecution of the case is not finalized. And when I spoke with her, She couldn't speak a whole lot about the case, and that is perfectly acceptable. I understand it because you can't give out certain details about these things. She directed me over to uh, Carson, and I took what information he was able to give me. And this is a hard part about this kind of stuff is they can't say a lot, and you have to be able to ask the right questions. And that makes it really difficult for me being a beginner in this to figure out what questions I can ask. it just to add a little bit of humor to this. It is so hard to ask these people these questions. Because the first thing they'll ask is like, what paper are you with? What news company are you with? It's like, I, I, nobody. It's just me. I do, I do this broadcast. Okay, so you're with a radio station. No, it, I, I do it on my own. Nobody gives me money to do this. I don't want to say it's for fun. Because it's not fun sometimes. (laughs) But that's what it is. Anyways, now here's another funny thing I realized when doing the social media browsing. And I will tell you, there's a ton of social media out there that he generated just several Facebook pages, MySpace pages, which is odd, Instagram, Twitter, everything. I looked at it all. He made some quotes. On January 16th, the date of arrest, that says, I am so sick of this world, I'm ready to go home. Come quickly, Lord Jesus Christ. He even made a plead, don't believe what you hear on the media. And the awkward part is, he was arrested on the 16th, so either A, I'm going to take the plausible answer using Occam's razor, and say that, okay, either A he knew it was happening, or B, somebody in his family still had access to his account and posted that. I'm going to side with he knew the hammer was coming down. I don't know how he knew it, but it just seems so interesting the way he's put all these quotes. That has to be the answer. And it's all just this level of pushing out. I don't really know how to classify it, it seems like christian memes i wouldn't even call it that because they're not funny it's just more of the stuff that would push you away as an outsider if you looked at it. it is a lot about hellfire involved unless you repent i mean it is really the dark side of doom and gloom unless you're one of us i don't know how maybe that works out in the things like if i was going through a psychological look into things, I would say this is a lever that you can use to push on people, especially young minds. This is just guess. This is all just me being theoretical. If I at this, that's how it could be used in the situation. We could use an analogy of, uh, let's say, Roger Ailes. And if you want to move forward into this, and I'm definitely not saying this is what happened but you can see how you could push a person into a direction from that level of power i know i'm tap dancing around this and i hate it but i don't know the situation i don't know it at all i'm just trying to analyze it from my point of view of what i can see and what i am interpreting from the information that's available to me i don't know first thing i would say to anyone listening who has children talk to them be very open and even if you're not doing the talking be the one listening be the one paying attention because this happened and you know if you have teenage kids it's like hello school fine but maybe there's some other interaction that just seems off be open be very observant in what's going on in their lives because this happened. When you think about this, you think they're just going to—I don't know—a little Christian youth organization, and they're supposed to be having fun, but they seem off afterwards. And maybe they'll say, "I'm just tired. I—I I just want to hit the bed." Look for the details. Look for anything. And when I spoke with uh, Deputy Carson, he relayed the exact same sentiment when I asked him if there's any thing you can give me it was the exact same thing it's just listen to your kids talk to your kids and I really appreciate his help in this because that's where we are right now it isn't the first time it's happened in Wilkes and I wish it was the last I really do because we've seen this about different coaches or teachers and this screws up a child and I'm sure that we've all been teenagers at one point in our life and I want to say that you can get to those deep, dark, weird points when you're a teenager, you don't know what to do. That's really when you need a friend. <laughs> you need somebody to talk to, and be that person. I am making this call to action right here. Be that friend for someone. Let them know that you're there for them, because when you're alone, sad, And you let these emotions pile up. And you've got no way to vent it out. You think everyone's looking down on you. That's when it can get really dark. Really fast. And you don't feel like there's a way out of it. I will say there's an offset to that. If someone feels like. They're now a center of attention. Because of an issue. It's a very hard dance. Very 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 hard. But just be open for discussion. Make sure that. They're all right. I I really don't. Even if I was a teenager right now and I was trying to speak to my parents, I don't know how I would have. So I can totally see their point too. Just no pressure either. Just, you know how that goes. Put pressure on there and then they'll step back and then they're more secluded in their world. I don't know what I'm saying here. Just, I'm trying to understand their viewpoint and what they're living through. And they're seeing this come out, it's on the news and maybe i'm even a worse person for bringing it back up but i think a sunlight is always the best disinfectant that if we bring this up and say we need to be more diligent as parents as anyone to make sure this doesn't happen to our children do it do it be more engaged but never let them feel like they can't talk to you i'm not saying you have to be the cool dad or or cool mom, whatever. Just be there for them. So anyways, I'm going to hop off the PSA for a minute and let's talk about the details that have shown up over here. Now, first, we have a slew of Facebook pages. And there's Evangelist Rodney Luffman. There's Rodney Luffman. There is uh, Luffco Success Team. And then there is a bunch through MySpace. Uh, there's the myspace outreach page there is several myspace pages of the family and kind of repeats and then i get kind of into something interesting. this guy was really into mlm if you're not familiar with the term it's multi-level marketing which sets off a huge red flag for me really odd red flag that he's into this we're gonna sell something to you And then we're going to recruit you to be a seller of the same product. And that's how it gets into multi-level is. I don't know. I want to think about... I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best example. Maybe one of those pure romance parties. A Tupperware party. Where you're trying to sell your friends on a product. And then you have this person you report to. And they get a commission of your sales. And you get a commission of sales. And... It just keeps on going up that everybody gets a little bit of a commission off of your sales. And you're always trying to recruit someone else to sell stuff for you. Best way I can put it is it slowly stacks up. And this guy's into it. Into it very heavily. And it's insane. Like even his uh, Instagram. Between saying uh, the gospel of God is open... I don't even understand this picture here. He's also showing off before and after pictures of the 90-day challenge. And it's just weird looking. Body by V? Vi? It's like V-I. That's the way it's spelled. And he's into that. And he's into working with... He even has this page uh, called Lufko's Success Team. That is oddly with Adrina Lufman. not sure how i'm pronouncing that but it's all very very suspect he had from mozzie cosmetics he had another one with a ken richards that he was doing some sort of grocery deal and it's just constantly running into these i'm just gonna call it scheme uh what's another one uh melalucia M-E-L-A-L-E-U-C-A. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Just another one of those that he got hooked into. And it's crazy how much this guy was really into it. So between Promoting God, he was also promoting these marketing schemes. Very, very odd. Like I said, it was never really a promotion. It was always do this or burn in hell. Like, that was all of his posts. It's Like I said, that type of person will push away anyone. Uh, A zealot in that format will just always push away anyone from the outside. And it is scary. It almost seems cult-like. I'm not trying to disparage the Christian listeners here. But if you were to look at it from the outside and say, what kind of person is this? Are they... Speaking about friendship being good to other people, or well, it's either your s, it's eternal damnation and holy fire. Yeah, not not gonna win a whole lot of friends in that way of doing things. Just saying, just saying, it's very very awkward. I'm gonna go into something else too. That what else I found interesting was his usual email addresses were odd. Talk and text buffet. And he went through Gmail, Yahoo, Hotmail, and AOL with that for quite a while. That's just bizarre. Talk and text buffet. It really makes you put something into your mind that um, maybe what we're hearing and seeing here may not be all-encompassing. It does make you want to think that maybe he had reached out before... And maybe there are other victims out there who do not want to come forward. They don't want to deal with publicity, the spotlight. They don't want to retell the story at all. And I can't blame them one bit. Why would you ever want to tell someone that story? But the thing that we have to do is encourage, tell the story so it doesn't happen to anyone else. That's the scary part is when a person stays quiet, maybe you're shuffled on and you somehow get out of it, there can be a replacement for you. That this serial piece of trying to stay radio-friendly here finds another victim. And that's where you have to make that decision of I'm going to look out for me, am I going to look out for future people as well? I don't know. But here's the good news. What I feel like is good news. The assistant district attorney who was handling this case by the name of uh, Lee... Bollinger has been given this case from research I've done Man has experience in these types of cases and I hope he does well I did contact his office he serves multiple counties which I thought was odd too that we have an ADA who will be one day in Wilkes and then he'll go to Watauga he'll go to Ash I think Yakinville is also in his district so he's dancing around in the area, at different courts. I couldn't find a good way to find his record in these types of cases, but he has at least tried them before. There is a recent one, actually, with a Wilkesboro man. Why? Why does this happen? By the name of uh, James Williams and his step-granddaughter, and he only has a few counts against him. And it's gross. I don't really want to tell you what happened in that story because, like, I read it and, oh, ugh, I get a little bit of stomach churning right there. Um, mm. I mean, foot stuff with a nine-year-old? Mm. Okay. But anyways, I guess the main message of this podcast is, please, parents, listen to your kids. Tell you you love them. I don't, I don't like this. I'm glad I've got this kind of out of my system. Because when I tried to record this yesterday, I would just start screaming at my microphone, and it wasn't pleasant. Now I'm back day later. I can do it with a bit of a better mind after reading on this. Soaking it all in, having a day to work over it in my head. Still not great. Nothing about it is good. With a sour feeling in my stomach, I'm going to end this cast i hope we all think about the fact that his trial date is february 12th 2020 we think about that very hard about what we're doing on that day maybe what we've got planned for the day and do something i don't know anyways i'm your host brandon just telling you what i know i Hoping that uh, we get some bigger reach out uh, from some other listeners. I am glad to let anyone at all on here. Just reach out to me. BrandonTheFairchild at gmail.com Or you can reach me on the Go side. Whatever. I don't care. Reach out. Say do you just want to be on the show. Fine. Great. I'd love to have you on. Good night. And I really want to do some more intro music. Let me know. Goodbye.